0: This is episode eight. eight. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it,
1: and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, and now host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane
0: Chapman. Good morning, America! Holy it's Saturday morning. <laughs>
1: We're going to get copyright and we infringement on that for sure. Extra. <laughs> totally. Shut extra down. Extra fired
0: up for today. I don't know why. Usually this is usually in the morning they're groggy, but something's got us going. How many coffees do you have in? Just I've just started. Where did you get it from? McDonald's. Best coffee in the world. <laughs> it, it beats Tim Hortons, that's for sure. But I've got mine hidden in this beautiful new mug. I don't get the beautiful new mug. I'm not high enough for no, no, the food no, no, chain no. yet. You can get one. You've chosen... To give McDonald's oh, all sorts of free promo yeah. on this worldwide podcast. Yep. Well, international. they should because their cups are amazing. Their lids are amazing. They have stores in all of the markets that we're huge in. Mm-hmm. Everything about this is amazing. No. The, so the lids are way better than, than Tim Horton's <laughs> lids. That's for sure. But Shut. the lids on these are pretty good. Nope. They get sticky
1: and dirty. These ones never gets dirty. You just have to throw it away. Sticky and dirty <laughs> sounds
0: like your shtick. Like, I think it, I think you'd feel right at home with sticky and dirty. <laughs> yeah, you make a pretty good point. Yeah. Um, right. Anyways, we were kind of talking about this before we hit the record button about the fact that McDonald's has... Does McDonald's have donuts down in the States right now, too? I assume so. Can anybody confirm that on the Instagram? No? no? donuts. This, this, I told oh, you they're yeah. firing at Tim Hortons. <laughs> okay, crazy. so this is great, then, because most of the people... Like, our audience is like 20% Canadian. The rest are American and Australian and UK, whatever. Like so, no, guys they're not going to have donuts anywhere else. So, McDonald's recently launched mini donuts. Apparently, maybe just in Canada. And I was just asking the guys here. I was like, do you think that that's just a direct shot at Tim Hortons? Because, again, for people in those other markets, there's Tim Hortons in the States now, but uh, it's obviously not the icon that it is in Canada.
1: Yeah, it's no, it's no Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Right? right? And so, Tim Hortons has been pushing towards the fast food thing, getting away from coffee and donuts, not away from, but like adding in the fast food component. And they, a while back last summer, they launched hamburgers mm-hmm. and like they were bloody awful. They were not good hamburgers at all. No,
1: they were like, terrible. They were bad. I didn't order one. Cause so, it's like, I have this, this theory about when you order food, you should order food, you should order the food that that place makes well. Right. So, for instance, when I go to a pub, yeah, but I you would just never say they don't make good coffee either. Who? Tim's. No, their coffee's great. Their cups are trash. Oh, I see. Their coffee's not good. It's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, like, you don't go to a pub. You don't go to like a place where you order beers and wings and get a tuna, like a ahi tuna salad, <laughs> right? But you just don't do that because that's not what they do. So, So Tim Hortons does not make hamburgers. I never ordered one. Right. Because it was like, no, these guys do coffee and donuts. That's Mm -hmm. what
0: they do. And they do it well. And so, that's what I'll order. But I'm a sucker for new things. I see that come up Mm, in the menu. It's like, I got to try it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not going to be as good as a burger joint, but I got to try it. So, I tried it. And it wasn't. It was not as good as Fuddruckers burgers, right? Fuddruckers are the world's best burgers. Fuddruckers is pretty good burgers. So, but anyway, (laughs) now, all of a sudden, so... Tim's keeps pushing They keep Mm -hmm. pushing They're like Oh we're gonna have We're gonna have wraps We're gonna have burgers And sandwiches and all this stuff And now McDonald's this month Or last month Last month yeah Donuts And I feel like This is a direct shot At Tim Hortons To be like Back off Stay in your lane Yeah And now the fact that They don't have them In the states At the McDonald's I think Almost proves my point
2: I think they only have Like apple pies And chocolate chip cookies Yeah And that's it So
0: have you tried the donuts
2: No I haven't are they good? Me neither.
0: <laughs> yes, we, if you totally should, have, how, yeah, trying, how, I've had like six or eight of them I was okay, say, how today. How, how did you order? <laughs> I was actually going to order some and today. You didn't even bring any in. No, I didn't. They didn't make it. Oh. So they're mini. They're like they're not a they're not big. Oh, That's what mini means. Like, oh, was oh. <laughs> so Like in case you didn't know what the mini part meant, <laughs> right. it meant that they're not as big as the other ones. I was confused, <laughs> but they're pretty good. They're very doughy, but I just can't imagine. That this is a permanent staple in the McDonald's menu. If
1: anybody is actually going to make money in this battle, it'll be McDonald's because you don't make money making hamburgers.
2: The overhead... You think you don't make money making McDonald's I hamburgers? believe they've made like hundred yeah, million No, no, no. Did you not just watch this show? Oh, wait, they make their on. money in the real estate. Oh, McMillions? Oh, yeah, yeah but they're is? making money selling burgers. Oh, not that one. Yeah.
0: No, no,
1: burgers. no. The 99-cent um, cheeseburger
0: yeah, you, is not mean, profitable.
2: profitable. Of course not. It's just like... Uh, Costco in the States. Leader. Costco in the
0: States. The chickens. The chickens They're yeah. crushing you on the Big like Mac, though, bucks. that you buy for five bucks and it's three buns and like Anyways. a piece of beef so thin the calories saying saying is come off his ass. Between between <laughs> Tim Hortons
1: trying to make hamburgers and McDonald's making donuts, McDonald's mm-hmm. going to be further ahead on that. McDonald's oh, McDonald's oh, yeah. Yeah. will be profitable. Well, Tim's
0: already bailed on the burgers. Yeah. As they should have because they are. shh. Tim's is owned by Burger King, right? Tim's is, is that owned that by Restaurant Brands, which is like a Brazilian company now. It's the furthest thing from Canadian. Mind you, didn't they do an IPO and they're like partially publicly owned again now? Oh yeah, yeah. probably the yeah. teacher's union. They own everything. <laughs> Just Azek.
1: Ooh. Just AZEC. And full circle. Yeah, yeah let's go. To, Oh yeah, right. Deck podcast, right. <laughs> Simcoe comments in there on the messages <laughs> was like, I'll be back in a half hour when you actually start talking
0: about steel framing. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's our rant for the day, getting the McDonald's. Uh, what, I don't even know what the hell started that. Oh, you refused to use one of our mugs. That's what started it. Yeah. And he said, well, how are we going to get a McDonald's sponsorship? And I was like, we won't if you keep giving it away for free, which he's doing right now.
2: We'll just put those stickers Come on the on. cup. What stickers? Oh, the old jackpot. stickers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we got something special lined up for you today, Bryce. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Just so you know, Mom, I'm working on something very, very big, very important. You're going to be very proud. It's the worldly news. There it is. It's the worldly news. <laughs> it's become a. <laughs> I We need I'll a little more music in, in that In spite one, of... Sim, maybe. But in spite of Simcoe decks, like, jarring at us here, like, this segment's way better than Simcoe News ever was. <laughs> Simcoe News was like, it was a funny... The fact I that won't take seg- that personally. The fact <laughs> the fact that the segment existed was funny, like why yeah. it existed was funny, that was yeah. funny. But yeah. it was like the news every week is like uh, seven new coronavirus cases and they're charging people to walk in the park. It's, right, it wasn't exactly. like fun content. It
2: was funny it was to watch funny. Wade, Wade go through his phone for 15 minutes trying yeah. to figure it out. Try
1: yeah. to find anything new that happened in Simcoe. It's like, uh, the, there's a bunch of birds of prey here now. It's like... Wow, <laughs> shit's exciting! I'm moving to Simcoe.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. First news story of the day.
0: He's asking where the Simcoe Dex mug is. That's a good point. You have that mug. I use it. It's in my golf bag. I use it for water. It doesn't get used a lot. There okay. You
2: go. So there's a. <laughs> shut up. Oh,
1: oh. Okay.
2: <laughs> there's a panther on the loose, clinging to a park bench in. West Sussex UK Everybody thought it was a Apex Predator Turned out to be A
0: stuffed toy <laughs> Okay I, Like you said it As if it was still there I was like Why is nobody doing it How is this made To the media And the panther animal. Is still there It's still on the bench
1: Nobody's going to get it The yeah, bus no. hasn't picked it up yet Because they're in the UK Nobody has guns That's right but they have North cameras. America
2: Bam They just would have shot it That thing's toast Drag <laughs> it out exploded. Stuff
1: it Put it on my wall Turns out it's already stuffed <laughs>
0: Just put it on your wall I Yep That yeah, was it I would take a crack at it I, don't know, I thought that was good Okay That is good So they were getting reports To the police Or what They're like, There's a yeah, panther on yeah, the bench Everybody in the park. was
2: reporting To the police That there was like A giant cat Roaming through the park Everybody's been it locked up had to move though In two hours Do they even have panthers In the UK <laughs> Is
0: that like a that, natural well. thing Zoos, maybe? Maybe it got out of the zoo. So people saw this thing and logically. The first thing they thought was like, there's no way. There's no way it's a stuffed cat. No, no, exactly. It's that's a, a fir- super still miming zoo panther that's yeah. escaped.
2: <laughs> it's going to kill people. Okay. Okay. So this is going to be a throwback. Do you guys remember the green onion breakfast cereal? Oh, yeah. Korea. Okay. So. <laughs> so apparently it came out, and at first they had to... Uh, it's, it's a Chex cereal, by the way.
0: Oh, really? I figured it out, yeah. Green onion checks. It's like checks. I like Chex quite a bit. Yeah. Good texture. <laughs> so,
2: uh, I don't know that the texture can make up for the flavor of that one. So, at first they came out with a TV commercial uh, a few months ago that offered two cartoon candidates in a presidential election for the Chex empire. Ooh. And they voted... And the onion flavor checks won. <laughs> and they, on ta- they
0: voted again because that's how it existed in the first place. Yeah, they wanted to see who they wanted to validate their better. original. Holy, and sorry, what was the other checks it was going up against? Chocolate. No, yeah, green onion wins over chocolate. That country is just full of a bunch of funny guys.
2: That's what's happening. It sold out over two days. In so two days, I just thought, you couldn't, you can't buy
1: it. I just thought of this though. You know how it's like treated lumber right you now.
0: You know, around holiday times, whatever, people make like, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, like oh, nuts yeah. and bolts or whatever. Yeah. That would be dope. Right? I just thought of why you'd want to eat that. All the time. Right there. You don't want to put milk on it and have it for breakfast, but as a snackable little thing. Sour like cream and onion cheques. Onion flavored little cheques. Yeah. I get it now. Is it because the texture is really good? That's probably <laughs> it's the only, only reason. <laughs> you'd, you'd still take that over the pretzel mm-hmm. that was in, <laughs> the, in the nuts and bolts, right? The pretzels the, are Max's
1: favorite. I actually don't know because the only ones you'll give—I've never thrown him any other ones. (laughs) You don't like the
3: pretzels? No. I feel
1: like as you
2: get
0: older, you like the pretzels. Not true. I'm there. (laughs) I'm pretty old. Older, still don't want the pretzels.
2: (laughs) Okay, the final news of the day. Scott's like, thank God. Do you remember batteries Do you remember us talking about he's the, like dozing off uh news like the uh baseball games with nobody at them Yeah yeah I yeah, saw yeah, a picture of that started So in Japan <laughs> it's always like that Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So in Japan they decided to put dancing robots in the stands
0: Oh they always do it better though right Right Of course there's would be animatronic Yeah they had over 20
2: dancing robots during the team's song on the podium in an otherwise empty stand. Highest attendance of the year.
1: <laughs> Did you see Plus. the pitchers just recently? They've started playing ball in the States again? No. And so they yeah, have like, like cardboard cutouts of people sitting behind home plate. That's a real thing. That's true. Yeah. Really? You think
2: you couldn't just, you know, <laughs> yeah, animate, they didn't animate try. some people? Nope. <laughs> and you know what else? No, but I, I think it's for the
0: pitchers. Yeah, but why cardboard? And <clears throat> it's almost like they're just having, I don't know, They didn't die cut them Like right around The actual (laughs) They they couldn't afford it There's like A white trim around A lot of them But not evenly And so And like Some of the people In the pictures Are not looking They're like Looking away It's so weird but then other parks, they just have nothing.
1: They're Maybe just they just took a picture, like a still is. picture of the crowd, and then cut out the people and stuffed them in the chairs they were in. Individually, yeah. Why? This guy was in this chair. This guy was in this chair. This guy obviously dropped his hot dog. He's looking down there, yeah. so we'll put that in for real. I think <laughs> yeah.
2: we, I think they should really do the video game crowd like we were talking oh, about. And I'm
1: surprised Everyone's why they like right?
0: completely pixelated yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. How do they not just do something like that? Anyways, the cardboard cuts they were what they were, and then I saw what's the what's the Phillies mascot? The Philly, what's his name? Oh, the yeah, green dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, come on. Scott helps out here. He's got it. Somebody's got to know what the the name of the. if We have our volume down. He's like, it's this. It's this is <laughs> mouthing <no> <laughs> words, and it's like, can't, damn. Yeah. And he's not connected here either. We'll yeah, bring him back. Yeah, phone him. In. So, anyways, they showed him, and like he, in the sports center was like, Philly fanatic. Philly fanatic, right? They have the toughest job this year because they're, they're like, they're still there doing their thing, but there's no feedback. Right. Nobody around. <laughs> and the mascots are like, <laughs> so they showed the, I think it was a Philly fanatic out in the outfield sitting in the thing by himself, turn around, gets up, does a few dances. And they're like, literally nobody in the entire place is paying attention to the mascot. There's no fans. Exactly. The <laughs> players are busy. Sports <laughs> cashers aren't even there. It's like, they should you know. just hire Gainer. I'm I should be a mascot senior. this year. You know how to should. do that, yeah, that gross thing, yeah, the '90s version one, the '90s gainer go <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the big okay. spare tire on it. Okay, um, there's the worldly news. <laughs> 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 that was a good one. That was decent. Um, the topic today, we've got a guest. We're gonna bring in on a guest here shortly, and wait, wait. and it's I think it's just fantastic timing because this gentleman he has dominated. I don't know if that's true, but he's Let's he's big into here. steel I don't know, he's dominated the market, but he's big into the steel frame game. And that right now is obviously very topical because of mm-hmm. the lumber shortages. So we're dialing in Scott Kelly from Precision Construction. You there, Scott? I'm here. He's here. You hear me? We, yes, can we can hear you, yes. Yep, loud and clear. Everything's good on your end. You can hear us loud and clear. Yep. Good. So no donuts at McDonald's, hey.
3: No. No donuts at McDonald's.
0: We might have to send you some. We'll have to pack some. They would fit into these. We'll have to pack six donuts. Maybe you could into start a much. petition. Actually,
1: I think that's like trendy. Lots yeah. of people start petitions. Oh so. yeah, you could protest that for McDonald's <laughs> <I
3: could>. donuts. <laughs> um, Last Scott. Thing I need to be doing is eating donuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was like, I guilt stopped myself this morning. It's like I rolled up to McDonald's. It's like, yes, you need breakfast and a coffee. You could have had that at home. You chose not to. <laughs> What you should do is just get a bacon and egg and a hash brown and a coffee and then roll. Don't look at the rest of the menu. Don't do it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll roll in there and be like, I'm not going to get the hash brown. I'm just going to get the bacon and egg. That's my restraint. And then they're like, did you want to add the hash brown? That's where my restraint goes. I'll do it. It's oh. like, oh, they asked. Uh, so now I, ha- I don't want to be rude. Yeah, yeah. I'll have. Yeah, make, right. it, make it two. Right? <laughs> and I end up with two hash browns. And it's like, oh, yeah. And throw some of those mini donuts in there. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> just a train wreck. <laughs> And then I've got 15-minute oh, drive. I hope they don't ask.
1: Please don't ask. Please don't ask. <laughs> yes. Please don't ask. Please don't ask.
0: Yeah, that was yesterday's story. It's like, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Want to make it a meal? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I did the whole time. I did. I, just, I was shy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Scott, uh, you own Precision Construction. You guys are in Denver, Colorado, correct? Golden, but yeah. Golden, Colorado. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was stuck in the McDonald's drive-thru instead of doing my research this morning, so I was just making a few assumptions. It's all good. Yeah, so let us know a little bit about yourself. I'm most familiar with you because I'm in these Facebook groups. It's kind of mostly where I'm interacting with you, but you're on Instagram as well. Um, But tell us a bit about yourself personally, who you are, where you're from, family life, all that kind of good stuff.
3: So uh, I'm Colorado native, which... It's pretty rare. We all the, you know, <laughs> transplants from Texas and
0: or Saskatchewan, as we just talked uh, about.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. said so you guys got to get down here for some golf. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, grew up in Colorado. Um, was you know always a building kind of kid. You know, did the Legos with my dad and all that stuff. Um, got introduced to the construction bit through uh, a tenant finish company actually in high school and college and that was sort of the introduction to construction and then uh, as an adult branched out you know bought a house started fixing everything in the house and used the job to uh as an excuse to buy tools and then uh kind of fell into working on my own we had a Huge hailstorm roll through and ended up basically re roofing half my street. And then got hired to do some decks and was doing sort of everything that had to do with the house doing tile, doing kitchens, and uh, then got a couple of certifications as, uh, you know, Trex Pro, for example. And after that, the uh, phone and emails just kept coming in for decks. And So we dialed in on that and just focused there. And then, like Shane was saying, about four years ago, made the decision to go exclusively with steel. And it's probably been the best thing I've ever done.
0: Yeah, so obviously we're going to come back to that one because that's going to be kind of the main topic of the podcast a little bit. But before we get there, so so you do do just decks now? That's it? Somebody calls for a, a roofing job and you're like, nope, call somebody else?
3: Yeah, we pretty much do just decks. Um, we do go back and do other work for previous clients. So, you know, we've done some kitchen work for previous deck clients, um, stuff like that. But all new clients, we're just sticking with the decks for now.
0: Nice. And how's the year going so far? Are you busy? Did you have a start of the year when the world stopped for a moment? <laughs>
3: Uh, No, we dodged the ball and got really lucky. Uh, We had a big project started on the books right when the world went crazy. and It took us through that. And then kind of like you guys, everybody, you know, canceled their vacation and decided they wanted to build a deck. So life is good for us.
0: Good. Awesome. So now you've gone from, well, maybe you never had the initial scare, but is this kind of one of your busiest years ever now? Has it turned into that?
3: It's going to be up there for sure. If not the busiest, it's going to be real close.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's so good to hear because I know up here um, there was a lull for sure, but thankfully it kind of happened at the tail end of winter. Like it was in March when it kind of first happened and not many people are building decks up here in March anyway. So everything did pause, but it just meant that the season started a little bit later. Then the sun came out. Then people got used to the word pandemic and then they're like, nope, I'm home, time to build. And so we went from like zero to 100 in like literally a Monday. It was like nothing sold on Friday. Monday showed up and it hasn't slowed down since. So it's been really good now. Now, how long have you been in the game? You said about, was it, did you say four years ago you kind of started focusing on decks? Is that? Uh,
3: so the company is 15 years old now. Okay. Uh, and then the the steel framing has been an exclusive thing for the last four years. That's what it was, yeah.
0: But you've been doing exclusively decks for longer than that? Like you were doing wood frame decks for quite yeah, a while before?
3: Yeah, yeah. The company's 15 years old. Um, last probably seven or eight was mostly decks. Nice. And then the big shift to steel was in the last four.
0: Okay. So I wanted to talk to you about window installation today then for a while. <laughs> we'll just like, get that out of the way. Yeah. Like, great. You build decks. Yeah. So does yeah, everybody yeah, else yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> it's whatever. All
3: right. Uh,
0: yeah. What are you running for a crew size? You guys kind of a one crew operation or do you have a bunch of crews out there?
3: Uh, just one crew. I right, uh, run with me and two guys. Both of them have been with me for about three years now.
0: Nice. That's good. So, and that And that's – like that's where you want to be? It's like you found kind of your perfect crew size, your volume of work that you want to be doing?
3: Uh, we could, I'm thinking about maybe getting a little bit bigger, but not. I don't, I don't really have any uh, grand designs on running a bunch of crews. Right. Uh, I find a lot of joy and uh, purpose in actually being the guy that interacts with the clients. I think it's kind of helped me be successful to be the guy that shows up to do the estimate. And then I show up to do the building and everything else. So it's not, you know, we're not parading a bunch of different people in front of the homeowners.
1: Right. I should send you some of our customers. You'd be less happy to visit with customers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got to admit, we've been, we've been really, really fortunate in the clientele that we've managed to land. So That's awesome.
0: It's a bit of a tricky year on the supply side being the <laughs> logistic nightmares that are hitting us from every angle. So some customers are super understanding and some aren't. <laughs> I, got lit up. Right? I got
1: lit up yesterday a couple of times. So it is what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, just if anybody's following along that wants to follow you guys at Precision Construction is your Instagram handle. But the E is a three. Was the other one taken or how'd that happen?
3: Yeah. Yeah. The other one's taken. Yes, yeah, so don't a, follow that big, jerk. Yeah. Right? It's a big commercial outfit on the East Coast. Sounds so boring. They, they kind of beat me to the punch.
0: Right. <laughs> and you didn't offer to buy the name for tens of thousands of dollars or something?
3: Right? Yeah. Nah, I was spending it all on coffee. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, if you'd stop running over them, yeah. the budget could be cut in half.
3: Right? <laughs>
1: To buy a new track saw I listen to this podcast Now I gotta get a track saw I <laughs> can't buy this yeah, handle that yeah. I want
3: <laughs> Yeah that was, a, that was a nice $700 drop Thanks <laughs> to Shane
0: <laughs> Hey
3: uh, where's, What brand did you hey. get? I got the DeWalt Just cause that's the uh, battery platform That I'm running on
0: Tag them <clears throat> They owe me 10% of that sale. DeWalt. <laughs> yeah. Tracksaw. <laughs> 7, <Yeah>. 70 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait right. for my check. it yeah, will happen. <laughs> I understand there's delays on the postage side <laughs> these days, but hasn't shown up yet. Um, yeah, but great tools, right? I don't, that's all of a sudden become our hook and like a joke we keep coming back to is how, <laughs> how insistent we are in people to buy tracksaws, but
3: but they're good. They're a really uh, good tool. I mean, you were, you, you were totally spot on with that thing. Right. First time we use it is like, why did we wait so long to buy this thing?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody says before they get one. They're like, who can't cut a straight line? And then they get one. And they're like, that's pretty slick.
3: <laughs> I should have got one of those sooner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the as we just talked about, there's a shortage. There's issues logistically with not only lumber, with a lot of different things. We're having trouble. Like, I I don't I don't want to complain a whole bunch because I feel like we've as much as there's been some struggles, have been probably on the better side of this than a lot of places on the been. lumber issue on the lumber for sure on the lumber side of things our game has been okay yeah so but even from as far as the composite decking like tr- there's treks shortages taken for longer lead times at least right tr- from treks from timber tech from fiber on yep. from everybody deck- yep. decorators etc everybody's kind of facing these shortages but not anywhere near what the lumber industry was facing and the reason for that at least to my understanding primarily was world shutdown pandemic mills got closed is when they finally that. did come back, it was at like half capacity. The treatment plants were sitting with no lumber. They were closed to. This all kind of shut down, and nobody was super worried about it because the, nobody in the world was moving. It was like, the lumber wasn't being made. Yeah, that's fine. Nobody's building anything. Except the DIY market. They're Except, out there crushing decks. Well, they weren't like, now they are, right? <laughs> yeah. It paused in March. Then April, May came around, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, pandemic, whatever. It's here to stay. I guess I'll just go back to world to my life and I'm at home and I need a deck and I need a fence and I need to paint my house and everything else. And all of a sudden, boom, the industry gets nailed with like a 50% increase over a normal year for demand. Yeah. Instead with of With a being, 50% reduction in production. Right. right? Which was a halted to nothing. So it was like a double whammy of like, we weren't making anything. Mm-hmm. And even if we were, we couldn't have made enough for what just happened here, but we weren't. Yep. And so double whammy, like, we're way short now. And so everything that gets cut immediately planed and immediately into treatment and immediately to a truck and immediately to the distributor and immediately sold. Like, there's no... It doesn't sit at any one stage for, for more than seven seconds. Yeah.
1: I think we should actually take a look at some decks in five or six years from now and see how, like... How bad they really look. It won't take that long. Because that lumber is going to be so bad. It's just like fresh lumber, not treated properly. You
0: know what I mean? There's leaves still on them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you can get the brown leaf stuff or the green leaf stuff.
1: They didn't debark all of the boards. Not fast enough.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think we're going to go with, uh, like, log framing on, <laughs> on on decks now, actually. Blink, 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 blink. Just, like, okay. why waste time cutting them? So, anyways, the result of this thing, of this shortage, has been, like, frustration. People can't get the lumber they need to do the building. And you can, you can hint or try to guess why prices are going up. Shortage of supply, massive demand, prices going up, because somebody's like, well, we're working too hard to not be making money. So prices are shooting up on, on uh, lumber as well. At the same time, prices on steel framing over the last couple of years have started to come down. And so now we're getting closer and closer. And guys like Scott, who made the switch to steel a few years ago, are laughing because like the guys that cut yeah. down steel trees are still <laughs> cruising. They're still cutting down steel trees like you've never seen before. Um so now there's a lot of people going like, I can't get the lumber. Even if I can get the lumber, it's co- it's co- right now it's costing me twice as much as it normally does. The steel isn't usually much more, or in Scott's case, he's got some tips for us today. Maybe not ever as much as the lumber in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's available. And the cost isn't that much different anymore. And it's going to last forever. And it's going to last forever until you get those big Canadian steel beavers we've talked oh, about yeah. in the past podcast. got be careful, of those. Gotta watch out for the steel beavers.
2: Steel termites.
0: Yeah. And so... What a perfect guest to bring on because he's worked exclusively with steel. He's getting hit up with questions on these Facebook groups nonstop because he's posting pictures of this steel all the time. And he's cruising along being like, yep, crushed another deck this week. And guys are like, I went to seven box stores and peeled off 12 2x8s. <laughs> I can't get my job done. So, Scott, this is going to be your show because you're more familiar with this stuff than we are even. And you've kind of given us some talking points so we can <laughs> get into that a little bit.
2: Way's going golfing.
0: I'm out. See you later. <laughs> we <laughs> we've sold a tiny bit of uh, Trex Elevations. We have not worked with it. We sold it to a contractor who did it. We over the winter we've been talking to Fortress for the last number of years, three, two or three two? years, yeah. about the Evolutions framing that's finally in market here now and distributed. So we got on board with them at the start of the year. We have the display that we didn't get put up in time before the season started, but we have it. Yeah. So we're we're kind of trying to prime ourselves to get ready for people to start asking for this stuff or for us to sell a little bit and. And now you're going to teach us how to do that. Yeah, so, I want to sell
1: it. I think there are so many reasons to do steel framing. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. So why don't we start off? Absolutely. Your first point. You've worked with them all a little bit. You're you've worked with Trex Elevations. You've worked with Trex. Uh, sorry, Fortress Evolutions, and then just typical light gauge steel. What? Give us the pr- like. Give us give us the download on those three options. And you know, I don't know what to ask, but you tell me what you need to tell me about that.
3: <laughs> okay. Um. So, the, I, I did the elevations first. I uh, did a couple of projects with that. I uh, did a real big one uh, up in Boulder here. It was about 1,500 square feet. Um, so, that was, you know, kind of got to really feel out how the elevations was going to work out and perform.
0: I love those two day uh, jobs. Pretty, those two day jobs where yeah. you can just go in knock it's out, like, and knock it out, right? I'm going to just
1: experiment yeah, yeah. with this. How much? 1,500 square feet. Yeah, sure. Okay, I was thinking more like 200, but fine.
3: Yeah, that job was actually probably one of the most miserable jobs we ever did. I uh, (laughs) managed to schedule that one in wintertime up in a canyon on the north-facing house. And, uh, yeah, we had a couple of days where we spent the first, like, hour and a half <laughs> taking a scraper and scraping the ice out of the grooves so that we could put the end fasteners in the boards. It was a good time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would have used so, a torch, uh, I think. He right? Up. right? Uh, there
3: you go. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of the Trex thing. Um, was pretty happy with it. Uh, my biggest knock on the Trex was the the gauge of the steel so the elevations is an 18 gauge and uh it just didn't have some of the spans that i wanted to get out of it um it's you know it's fantastic stuff for if you're going 15 feet 14 feet maybe 16 something like that um but it just didn't have it it didn't have the reach that we wanted for some of the the bigger jobs that we ended up getting, um, and the powder coating on it tends to not be that fantastic. It seems like it's really easily damaged. So, and just other like other it's that, it's, it's know,
1: showing up kind of scratched or it chips off while you're working with yeah, it. Yeah,
3: yeah, it comes. It, it's you know it's inevitable that you're going to get some damage. You guys know you with there's forklifts and there's strapping and there's everything else involved. So there's some product damage that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Not here. But, not, uh, yes, <laughs> not yesterday. <laughs> not yeah, three lifts yesterday. of Fibron on the ground yesterday off a of semi. That didn't happen.
3: <laughs> that, right. I, I didn't run over a coffee mug either. So it's <laughs> yeah. Good.
1: I would have, I would think I would have taken the coffee mug. There's no chance that the right? damage of your coffee I'll mug was you. the same. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ew. I bet I didn't pay as nearly as much for that You guys yeah. probably paid a little bit more for that fiber on than I paid for that coffee. It's month. Gonna be,
1: it'll be the gift that keeps giving. Like Couple We'll just months. continue to find scratch boards for the next few months out of that, probably. But Right?
3: Oh, right. Well. Um, yeah, so the treks though, it's honestly, and other guys, uh, there's a guy out on a Newcastle build that does a ton of yep. elevations that yep. we've talked. Um the powder coating on it is just man, you look at it sideways and it scratches. Interesting. And it's just it's that it's that real you know, it's Trek, so it's this super unique color and you gotta buy their special touch up paint that costs you fifteen bucks for a, a tiny little can and it's it's kinda frustrating as a builder when you can't you gotta get dialed into something that's specialized. You it's know? so
1: frustrating because it's not like you don't want that stuff to show up scratched. You want the finished product to look good. So it's like, listen, I've invested the money in the steel framing. I've bought your expensive steel framing. So at least sell me the touch-up kit cheap because you know I can't get it anywhere else. And it's like, the other right. option is I don't touch this up. And, all of my, like, and then my customer tells all of their friends, oh yeah, the Trex framing scratch is super easy because you don't want to fix it. You know what I mean? It's just like... And rusting. Yeah, you've got the... Like, you've got me on the hook, so give me the touch-up.
3: Yeah, you get the joist with the big scratch, and then that brown has that nice rust streak through it because you didn't want to do the touch-up work.
0: I feel like our negotiations with Trex on a sponsorship for this podcast are taking a massive hit right now.
1: Huge hit. It's <laughs> unlikely It's unlikely we're going right. to get it on this one. And yeah, this is not right. the one to like my, throw them in. But
3: yeah. I don't know like my so, Trex rep is unfriending me as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's
1: right. <laughs> I just think that it's really like Shane and I talk about this all the time with this podcast. The reason we don't take sponsorships is because if we did, I'd be here defending that like crazy and it's like that's not that's not why we started this thing.
0: But I want to hear right. the truth. I want to know yeah, what's wrong with it. Exactly. Everybody listening wants to know, like, what the actual advantages are between these two brands. The other thing is, and sorry, this is getting a little bit off topic, but while we're on the topic of Trex, I think it was Adam Drova in these groups, too, that said, like, he's big onto the decorator's bandwagon right now, and he's like, nothing, he doesn't want to touch Trex at all. And he's, so he's, he's been vocal about it. And people were like, yeah, like, dude, like, Trex is watching, whatever, right? Yeah. And he's like, listen... It's just that Decker's board is the best board out there right now. I have no doubt that the next better board or best board is going to come from Trex. It'll be Trex, the next good one. And so for the same reason, like the same thing we're talking about now, I am sure Trex on their end, you know, has smart enough people to understand that they shouldn't take offense to these kinds of things. It's opportunity to make a better product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen, the guy that uses our Uh, stuff. I'm hoping so. Right? The guy that uses our stuff like crazy and has used competitors' products is saying our finish is coming off a little bit easier. Maybe we need to bake that on a little thicker or something, right? Hopefully, right? And like they didn't become number one by not listening. So hopefully that's the result of this. But, anyways, continue on, Scott. (laughs)
3: Let's I know initially uh, going out to the Trex tour, they were. They were real uh, defensive about the product, the Elevations product. And, you know, they, they paid all the money to get the testing and this and that. And so they, the guy that was running that program at the time was pretty standoffish about getting any uh, feedback or. Negative comments on the framing. It was kind of frustrating.
1: Yeah, that's no good. I think early on, you always end up being defensive because it's like it's his child. You know what I mean? That's why they're
0: they're almost like, they're like it's great to be able to go to the guy that's responsible for things sometimes that has, that's the closest to it. But the other problem with that is he's the closest to it. Mm -hmm. He's the most emotionally attached and he's most likely to be offended if you say something that's not favorable, right? Yeah. That's got to work its way through channels of like, somebody needs to filter that a little bit and then come back and then they can dress up the words a little bit and like, listen, we're getting this feedback. Here's the stats. This isn't just an emotional response. It's not just this guy. People are saying kind of thing, right? So, yeah,
3: right. Okay. Right. Um, and then so the last thing, elevations wise, is they uh, at least for me the thing that was super frustrating was they put out it's uh you know it's a C channel joist, uh, eighteen gauge, like I said, but they put it out in an eight inch and then didn't make the adjustments to their fascia. So you've got this oh, great yeah. eight inch board and eight inch track and all of this. And then you got to, you can't, you can't put a, a standard riser board fascia on it. You got to buy oh, yeah. the 12 inch fascia and then have the big hang down. And it was like, come on guys, let's, if you're you know, if you're going to be marketing as a system, why don't we make it, you know, add three quarters of an inch to that eight inch fascia so it covers your product.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt if it overhung wood by that much right like if you did a if you did a two by8 that was treated
0: and the fascia hung down a little bit that wouldn't matter at all like no, it'd be a, probably a good thing it'd probably it'd be, be fine a little bit more right a little bit hang yeah that's interesting right. good. I haven't heard I
3: hadn't, <laughs> hadn't heard that yeah be a heavier overhang because you know obviously the the big thing with the steel is the eight inch you know the measurements aren't nominal with steel it's it's yeah. a legit Eight inch. If an eight inch choice, it's actually eight, not the seven and a quarter.
1: Right, right. So if you had to do two positives for the elevation framing, what is well, like what was good about it?
3: Oh, I mean the the spans. The spans are still fantastic. It's um, and this you know fortress the light gauge stocking it as a as a builder. It's so much easier to stock. You know, you can carry. You know, one guy trying to carry around a 20-foot 2-by-12 stick is pretty much a handful. And in the elevations, you can carry four, six, 20-foot pieces at a time, right. and it's it's like no big deal. You should uh, see some of our yard plus.
1: guys. They can carry four 20-footers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I could. When I was younger, I don't try that nonsense all anymore. This all back
1: is totally shot. Oh.
3: <laughs> right, right. Uh, the other big, you know, the other big thing for Trex uh, is it's Trex. So you got the name. You know, if you're talking to a client, you've got that name back in it. Um, they did have the um, they had the engineering done, so that. Process has been completed for contractors. You know, you can draw up a plan and elevations, and go to a building department and say, "Hey, here's the here's the engineering, here's the code compliance report," and you know that really helps with the, end, the permitting process because yep. the engineering's already been done on the product. Awesome. So that's a big plus for the treks as well. Um, Fortress, I know when they first hit market, we're struggling with that. But I, I talked to those guys and made sure before we got on together. And Fortress Fortress got their ducks in a row on that too now. So they've got, they've got their engineering and they've got their code compliance stamps too. So that's a big plus for both systems actually.
0: Yeah, they had told us last time we talked to anybody about that, they had said that they had, I think it was two engineers in Cal- Canada, one in Calgary, one in Toronto, that they would actually send every – Job to those engineers to stamp off on on like site specific plans, not just general like general engineering. Like yes, it can span this this this. Like they actually would send like here's the cut list and here's how the shape and size of the deck, the blueprints essentially, and they would stamp those plans. I don't know so if they that's were, how that. Ended yeah, I happening. feel like they were doing that in Canada
1: because a lot of our engineering needs to be site specific. Like if you do a set of piles, we can't say that a helical screw pile is just good it has to be right on there the address that is going in and then it has to be stamped for that address and so
3: yeah the helical piles we use are same same thing the helical piles are job specific but they will take uh, most of the building departments out here now will take the code compliance stamp and that was i know with elevations that was the big problem when they first came to market here is that they had the engineering done, but the, the firm that did the engineering was out of Florida, and so the Colorado departments were like, "Well, that's a Florida engineer. We're not going to take it." Right. So now that they've actually invested the money with InterTech and got that code compliance form, that uh, took that hurdle out of the way for the building departments as far as getting the permits with for the elevations stuff.
0: Perfect. Good. Okay. okay, so what else about? That's uh, that's. Those are some great tips and pros and cons for the Trex line. Now, what do you do? You pitch all these options to the customer, or do you decide which one you're going to use based on the job?
3: Um, pretty much everything is job specific. Um, in all honesty, that's how we end up with the light gauge steel most of the time. Is we uh. We have gotten projects and clients that candidly are asking for stuff that the fortress the fortress steel and the Trek steel just isn't capable of doing.
0: right, okay. Okay, so tell so us Tell us a little bit more about the fortress evolutions then. kind of do that same breakdown you did for the Treks elevations and give that to us the pros and cons of of uh, evolutions as well.
3: Okay. Um, so evolutions, uh, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of biased on. Uh, two years ago, three years ago, somewhere in there, actually before they went to market, um, Kevin Bird. Uh, who was the product engineer or product development manager for Evolutions? Uh, those guys actually flew me down to Garland for a couple of days and I got to do a, a consult with all of them before they brought Evolutions to market. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. As, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of their big pluses is that, you know, they actually went and, went out to guys that were building and said, Hey, what are your thoughts on this? What can we do? Um, I think that gave them a little bit of a leg up on Trex, even though they don't have the, the brand name recognition backing that product. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's way easier um, to be the second guy in, right? Like Trex came to market yeah. with what they knew at the time. And it's easy to sit back and be like, and have years of, of feedback from people who've used Trex and then be like, let's improve in this a whole bunch. You're not married or yeah. emotional to it because you're, you're you didn't do you're it. going after the other guy. You're not tied yeah. to the idea of it, so it's like then they bring like so, so fantastic. Not surprised that's how that went, but that's great that they got that kind of feedback.
3: Yeah. So uh, I think the, one of the biggest pluses that the fortress system has for it is is that it is actually designed to function as a system. You know they they spent the time, they spent the money, they spent the research dollars to make all the different components so that. Um, you know a builder a homeowner somebody who's trying to get into steel it's a much friendlier transition for them uh you know one of the big examples of that would be that they have the you know they have their ledger system that's pre-designed for 12 or 16 inch on center
1: right i know that when we saw that i was just like yep that makes perfect sense why wouldn't you do that? You could just punch the back out and it works like that's, it's so slick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I've, I've talked to a bunch of guys about that where they're, you know, they're obviously a lot of guys are concerned about the cost difference and, uh, you know, understandably so, especially like Shane was saying, but a year, a year ago, two years ago where it was four times as much as wood, man, that's, that's tough for a lot of guys to swallow. Uh, now you're getting a little closer in price point with that fortress system. Once you once you do one or two of them, with the way it's designed, with that pre punched ledger and the blocking is all pre cut and all that, you get used to it. You can put that up faster. You can put that up faster than a wood frame. Even even if you've got guys, you know, ramming in nails with a positive placement gun, you're still you're still dealing with hangers and measurements and that fortress system and you slap that ledger up and you just start dropping joists and go.
0: Awesome How does the price compare between the two between Trex and Fortress? Are they similar?
3: Uh, They were really close here the last time I checked Um, I haven't honestly used the elevations in a while so I'm not totally dialed in on where that price point is anymore Okay Okay Uh, The other thing, so the elevation system, or the evolution system, sorry, uh, their big thing was that they made a really conscious effort to try and make guys that have been building with wood for 20 years comfortable switching. And that was, um, honestly, that was a big part of the reason that they did the tube steel versus the C channel, because they wanted guys you know, they wanted to guys to be familiar with that shape. Right.
1: It's so funny so, how that makes you know, such a difference, right? You grab the joist and it's like, well, this looks and feels like a normal wood joist as opposed to being right. open on one side, which is, it's funny, but yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I, and, I mean, honestly, that's that's the big thing. I know the, the first steel deck I ever did, there's, we, or I at the time, was trying to work out the blocking and everything else and with the the C channel being open on the joist, man I I put my hangers in wrong it, You know I had to back the stupid L brackets out because I turned the C the C the wrong way on the ledger and Yeah, you just you know, you don't have to deal with that with that that evolution system,
0: right? And so what you mentioned before that the Trex was 18 gauge And so the spans weren't as long as maybe some other options. What's what's the story on evolutions?
3: Uh, unless they changed, I know at the time they had talked about doing a 16-gauge and an 18-gauge. Okay. I believe that they just went straight 16-gauge tube steel now. Okay. Okay. So they get quite a bit bigger um, spans.
1: Yeah, that's like, what do you get, at 20 feet out of that? the last what? time
3: I checked. I, I think you can get close to that. That's the nice thing with That's both. Crazy. That's the other nice thing with both of those systems, the elevations and evolutions, for guys that are doing their own design work. Is you know you can go right to the website and pull a span, pull a span chart right off of the website. Makes it real easy to do your your takeoffs and your design work. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And it's. You know, it's the great thing about that, too, is when you're looking at those span charts from those guys, they've got it broken down from anywhere from 50 pounds per square foot up to, like, 200 for commercial applications. And, I mean, you just, you can't tell me how far a 2x12 spans in a commercial application without an engineer, typically. That's right.
0: right. And so the the standard framing for the Fortress is typically, it's mostly 2x6, isn't it? Or is it? Or it's they, all
3: two by six. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So that solves your riser issue, I guess, right? You can use yep. standard risers on it then. Okay. Yeah,
3: it's uh, it's definitely more. It's 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 cheaper to put fascia on with the caveat that the steel screws cost more. Right. Yep.
0: Okay. So any other pros before we tear this thing apart? <laughs>
3: uh the black the black powder coating is uh is is nice it seems like it's a little bit more durable uh it's easier to hide your repairs and it's you know it's black sand which i mean you guys know with the, the the fortress railing lines that black sand is a good color but it's really nice when you're Your framing and your railings and all of that—it's all the same touch-up paint. It's all the same sheen. So it's and it's black, which is popular. So it's it's a really good-looking frame when it's all said and done.
0: It's almost like Trex with their like their their decking colors are beautiful, but it's almost like their their tertiary accessory products, whatever that they just go for whatever they can find on sale at the discount bin for the colors. It's like Rain Escape. How about orange? Uh, <laughs> I guess orange. Like right. I suppose somebody out there probably likes orange. I and it's got, like how about terracotta tera- is a really steel.
1: good color. Yeah, terracotta is it's hot. I think it's going to be trendy. <laughs> Stop.
3: I think that was that was marketing point because the the terracotta rain escapes was so god ugly you had to you had to finish the ceiling underneath to hide it
1: right yeah exactly yeah. they must have bought
0: shares in tongue and groove pine right after that so I always speculated for years it was like because everybody always asked the customers would ask my guy, my when I was building my guys would ask like, why is it orange I was like I don't know but I assume that black must not work for some reason it must like shrink must move too much in the sun I don't know and then they came up with black so I was like well I guess that wasn't the reason right. I don't know why it was ever orange right so Anyway, so, okay, so works better as a full system, much friendlier transition, more familiar than to wood, the 16-gauge tube steel works good, the 2x6 profile works good, powder cording is black and more durable. Anything else yep. to add, that, add to that?
3: Um, I believe right now, and I, again, I was talking to those guys just the other day, for guys that are looking to get into the game... Um, if you get a hold of the regional guys or your local fortress rep I know that they're doing free takeoffs on projects for guys right now oh okay. yeah so that it's you know that's a, that's a big help for somebody who's trying to figure out what you need to get started right yeah
1: that's a good move on their part I imagine that the Trex guys would probably do that as well but it's like you have to if you don't know how to do the takeoff you need to help them so that you can break that barrier right yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I know. For a while, there, Trex is offering um, the, the design, like a design takeoff service. But then the last time I looked into it, they were they had started charging for that. And as of now, Fortress isn't right. right.
0: They're like, Scott, we've done enough of these for you. You know how to do it now. Quit being <laughs> so lazy and do your own takeoff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> something okay. like that. Yeah.
0: So Fortress, all roses. Why is it shitty? <laughs> what are the drawbacks? Uh, what do we need to know?
3: It's, it's heavier, okay. it's obviously. The the tube is heavier. Um, the, the knock that is uh, you see in some of the Facebook groups is that it is the, the steels coming from China, where the elevations is American-made steel. Okay. So that's... You know, in today's climate, that's a that's a legit concern for a lot of people.
1: Sure, It comes preloaded uh, with COVID. Yep.
3: Oh, great! <laughs> <right, dang. right. laughs>
1: <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs>
3: um, other the other knock uh, would be the fasteners, the, the Fortress brand black coated screws that the system can use are less than stellar, let's say. Okay. Why? Uh, What's wrong with them? They're not the best screws. They're, they don't they do not drill as well, and the heads on them are a little flatter, which is, you know, it's kind of nice when you have to go and put the boards on top because the, that <laughs> screw head's a little the hex head profile is a little lower, yeah. But when you're actually installing them, they don't want to stay in your they don't want to stay in your driver. Oh, and they just I see they just they just don't have the bite. But uh, fortunately, they aren't married to those screws. Uh, they uh, we actually use uh, all screws now and. The Fortress guys have said that they don't have any issues as far as warranty and all that using the uh, fastenol screws.
0: And the difference primarily being just the like more travel distance on the head, like a, a taller head on it. That's what you like about the Fastenal ones.
3: The, the Fastenal ones, yeah, the head's bigger, uh, they cut cleaner, and uh, for us, uh, the uh, pricing on them is substantially better. Okay. So, uh, you know, the, I think the Fortress screws are like 100 or a 300-pack, depending. And uh, the Fastenal screws, we're buying those at like 5,500 screws at a time. So okay. it really knocks our, it knocks our price point way down.
0: Sure. It, like, if you're trying we to save also... a, a bit of money, could you not just, like, PL Premium and Brad nail it all together?
3: <laughs> right?
0: Right? I'm just saying.
3: Well, I mean, Don't honestly, the whole reason I got the whole reason to get into the steel game is because of the magnet. <laughs> <true>. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's... Uh... yeah, Cuts half the work of installing the magnets out.
3: Right? That's right. So, yeah, that's that's a great, that's a great thing. Um, I a couple of the guys that I've talked to in the groups. That's been one of the big things I brought up with them is the, the screw issue just because after a couple of years of doing it, it, it just, you really learn to appreciate the difference.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, first time using it, probably nobody would actually pay attention to that, right? You don't know until you've tried something else that it can be better. Um, just a quick comment from right. New, New England deck Pros says you just have to, instead of getting the guy to pull out the power planer and plane down the high joists a little bit on wood framing with Fortress, you just have to get out the bottle of Lysol wipes and <laughs> wipe every the, piece down clean, as it comes yeah. off the truck. Right? Comes out, wipe Sanitize. it down. Sanitize.
1: <laughs>
3: right, right. <ready?
1: Yeah. laughs> One of those like weed sprayers, just like, shit. Yeah. good yeah. to go. What are you
0: doing? Disinfecting my deck?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Came from China.
0: Yeah, that's like, uh, this is a funny, that's a, that's just a, a, little... a funny tie-in. We get we get messages from Chinese manufacturers of wood plastic homes and decking like all the time, usually on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I got one yesterday.
3: Oh yeah, same here. Yeah,
0: sends a bunch of pictures of like same profile and stamp that you see like on it, pretty much anything that comes out of China. And like, would you guys consider buying Chinese decking? No. Uh, Where do you currently Buy your decking It's all USA And Canadian made And he like He laughs He's like USA made Ha 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 ha." (laughs) And I was like I was like You don't understand The environment Over here right now That's not how People here feel (laughs) Like Yeah But apparently They might feel The same way About US steel As the US guys Feel about the Chinese steel Yeah
3: They might, they might
0: Uh, Okay, any other Things that guys should know about that maybe Aren't as slick about Fortress
3: Uh, If you get Outside of The typical parameters It can be a little bit um, Daunting For lack of a better term You know, you end up Say 10 inch on center or Something like that, it's the system component doesn't really kick in, and now you're kind of treading in unfamiliar territory. And so, a is lot that of times is that
1: because they don't have adapters? So, for instance, you need to move a joist cavity a little bit because you have a whatever you got a, a vent that you need to get around, or you have a, an outlet box you have yeah. to get around. So, do they just not have the right adapter to fasten on to the ledger so you can make those adjustments? You
3: can use. You can use the L brackets, which is what they have you do, okay They just don't have they just don't have the punch outs for anything other than twelve and sixteen on center. so you don't get that slick you don't get that slit slick bracket that pockets through the back side,
0: right? So do you have, your, how does that work in it when you do have to move a joist and you're not going to use one of the pre-cut pockets because there's a flange that kind of like the cut is basically folded out, is it not? And it slides over top of it, or am I remembering? I think that that's works? how I remember it. So do you just pound those flaps?
3: There's a, there's the flaps are usually on the on the outside for the rim because so they make two different rim systems for that system. Oh, I see. The ledger has the ledger's just got the cutout and it has the, it has a little bracket that you slide in from the back, and then the joist actually pockets on. Onto that bracket. I see. It's got that like two inch wide. It's like a profile that stuffs inside the joist. Okay, sorry, I got to cut you off here for a second.
0: Scott, sorry, I'm going to cut you off right here because our our time is going to end. We're going to restart the Instagram. We'll get you to join back in, okay? It's going to shut off in five seconds, so we'll get you to rejoin.
1: You're listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast with Shane Chapman. Shane Chapman.
0: Hey everyone, this podcast was a fantastic one, ran a little bit long. So we've broken this into two parts. Part two with Scott Kelly
3: from Precision Construction is available now.